on the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'ma put in play. On the way. Motivation for all the real ones, On the way. On the way. To the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you're interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier Miller. The guest today is Marcus Graham. He's the owner of Joiner Vinny, and he's an entrepreneur. And we're glad to have him on the show. So welcome to the show, bro. Uh, man, thanks for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Definitely, man. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, so, just let's let's get right to it. So, for the uh, for the first question, for those who are not aware of you or they don't follow you on social media and all that, just give a little background on yourself. So, everything you're doing right now, what was the start today? Uh, well, you know, I'm owner of a vending machine company. Um, a few years ago, or well, two years ago, um, I moved from New York to Philadelphia to do some business with my friends. Um. You know, we actually was interested in real estate. You know, he did some vending machine stuff. So, you know, he told me, you know, I should probably do some vending stuff in the meantime. Uh, so, you know, I kind of did that on the side. Uh, and then it kind of just took off on its own. You know, I actually built it into a, you know, a legit business, um, you know, company and stuff like that. And it's, it's been real successful for me. Okay. See, that's, that's dope, man. That's dope. So you said you uh, initially, you was going to do some real, you was, in, my, in your mind, you was about to do some real estate stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's it's real. Like I I quit my job back at home in the spur of the moment. Told them I was moving the next day. Came out here, you know, slept um in my friend's room. It used to be his daughter's room. Uh, you let me let me stay there. Um, we were supposed to do real estate. Like I said, he did vending machines. Uh, he was like, you know, get a couple machines until we do the real estate. Um, you know, and go from there. And like I said, it just started to just grow and grow and grew bigger than what I actually anticipated. Wow. See, and what I'm curious to know is like, what made, what made him want to say vending machines? Because right, like, I, I, you know, obviously right now, if you're paying attention, it's kind of popular. It's getting real popular. People are like, yeah, I want to make vending machine money. And this was way before that. So what made him like, no, nah, let's let's do this. Uh, I think he, I think he saw somebody taking money out the vending machines one day. <laughs> you know, at the gym playing back so while he saw somebody taking money out the vending machines and he's kinda like, hey man, how do you how do you get into that? You know, they give him a little information and you know he he took it from there and you know researched all the stuff he, you know, wanted to do as far as finding out and just kind of started. Well and what's so what's so crazy about that is when people might be hearing this conversation and that, that people that's not aware they might be thinking like vending machine. Ain't no way it's that much money in that. But I'm gonna just yeah. say like, <laughs> I, it's this guy in my office. Uh, like he got a, he got an office like down the hall from me, and he was telling me how he had a vending machine company. He was saying he was making 
150,000 a year just from vending machines. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, <it's> <laughs> and, and it's like, we walk past them every day. We, we don't give them any thought. You know, we probably just assume it's a real big company that owns it. So, like, so you don't right. even think of it, you know, but uh, like, you know, I didn't, I mean, honestly, I didn't know either, you know, until I got introduced into it. And I, then as I got into, you know, the business and I started to be around the, you know, community people who's in the vending machine business, I started to see how much people did it from their, their own homes, but they got nice cars, like real nice houses off of just doing that, you know? Um, so I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I started to think about it, like how much I used to be at the vending machine when I was in college. So I'm like, man, this is, <laughs> you know, so. Which leads me to one thing, like I have a, like, I have a college uh, student housing, which is like my big location is, you know, and it's, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's that, that, it makes me a ton of money there, man. Right, man, we, we definitely gonna get into that, but just for, for the start of purposes, because I know people gonna hear this, they're gonna be like, what? Like, how do I even get a vending machine? Like, how do I even, like, start that process? What would your advice be to people with that question? Um, my first thing would be, you know, obviously research, you know, like, mm -hmm. Because someone is, you're going to hear somebody successful and you're going to hear somebody not successful. I think that first thing you should do is listen to both. You know, listen to both, take away from their stories, you know, try to find where, you know, where your niche can be, try to see what, um, you know, mistakes you want to avoid. That's what I do with the course, you know, like I, my business courses, I try to, I talk about all of that stuff as far as to avoid these, you know, mistakes and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing I can say is branding. You want to brand yourself. You want to have a website. You know, having a website is going to lead to so many opportunities. Opportunities that might not even be specifically vending machine related. Um, it can be a branch off of it, you know. So having a website, having a brand, you want to appear as a legit, you know, big company. You know, we're visual learners. We're visual and we care about stuff like that. So if someone is Googling for vending machine services and they, they're going to select the one that looks the best. You know, they're going to look, the website that looks the best, they're going to go with that kind of person, you know, so, um, and most of these people of you, most of these companies, some of these things aren't big companies. They just appear that way. So your appearance is very important. Um, that's yeah. the number one thing I tell everyone all the time. Appear like you are a big company. Don't let them know you're a small company. Don't, don't let them know that. They shouldn't be able to know that if you appear the way you're supposed to appear. Mm. See, this, see, there's a couple of things you just said that I want to touch on, and that, which I think is super dope. And the first one is what you said. You said, uh, listen to, pretty much listen to the people that fail, but listen to the people that succeed as well. I feel like that's important, though, because, you know, oftentimes, as far as that stuff like that, you'll hear people say, you know, just listen to the people that succeeded. Don't even mind the people that fail. But that's a dope perspective to have, because sometimes you can learn just as much from people that fail than the people that won. Because you can know exactly what not to do. Sometimes knowing what not to do is equally as va value as learning what to do so in, so in some cases. So Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the person that was failed in succeeding in the business. I was, as you would say, I was failing at first, you know. I'm very, for me, I'm very transparent about my business. I'm very transparent about, you know, some of my earnings. You know, I stay away from talking about my earnings now. Um, you know, you know, have some advice from some people. Um, but... Well, you know, but when I started off, man, I had two machines, um, and I was only making sixty dollars between both of them. You know, for a few months, like, uh, and you know, I had some my friends. You know, they were doing more. You know, four hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars a month off their machines. Um, so 
I know I know both sides of it. So when someone says something negative, I never, you know, when they come under my tweets and say like, man, it don't make such and such, don't do this. Um, I never shoot them down. I never say anything negative. You know, I might retweet and say, listen to them. Um, you, you can learn from this person. You can learn from them, you know, um, because I was that person before. Right. Um, I just kind of stayed through with it. Um, you know, kept working. I didn't really get down. I didn't care, compare myself to anyone else. Um, and then it started to work for me, you know. Um, so I, I definitely um, take on all of that, you know, when they, you know, talk about negative stuff or the business. Like, uh, I appreciate that part, too. Mm, that's dope. And, some, and something else that you mentioned, you you said Brandon. And that's, that's it's kind of funny because, like, I wouldn't think that Brandon was super important for a business like that, for a business. I wouldn't think Brandon was important. But you, with you saying that, it made sense now. And I'm like, wow, I would have never, I would have never thought, like, you need to have, you need to have yourself branded correctly just for getting the vending machine. Because if it's like people wouldn't even care about that part. Yeah, they, they the, 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 the locations, the, the, right. the places that you want, you want to brand for. You can find some stuff on your own, things like that. But when you want to take it to the next level, like I did, I'm telling you, man, like, my biggest stuff has all came through them looking for services in the area and looking and seeing like my page, my page is very, you know, it, it looks very nice, you know? So, um, and then, you know, even having my phone set up with a business line, um, you know, when, when places call, they assume that they're calling a business office, not knowing that they just calling my cell phone with another line that has a little operating service, you know, like things like that is very important. Like you want to make sure, you never let them know that you're a small company. They have no idea. It's, I'm just a one-man business. They, they don't know. Um, and I never let them know that. When I go into the meetings, when I have my business proposal, when I have my contract, my location assessment, um, I go in there with my logo on my shirt, my hat, um, things like that, and I talk to them. You know, as the CEO of a company, I talk to them. And all they see is professionalism. You know, when I'm there two weeks after we agree, then the machines are placed, uh, keeping my word, have my business cards, like, all of that stuff going to where they assume I have, you know, employees, they assume I have a business, all of they assume I have all of this stuff. Um, but it's just me. It's just me um, making all the money, keeping all the money. Um, and it's all of how I brand myself, you know, presentation. Presentation is everything. Like they say, you, 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 uh, you carry yourself like a billion dollar company and they treat you as such. <laughs> so that's 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 powerful and when 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 this when this episode is out and people hear this i hope people take heed to that you know what i'm saying like they always say you don't you don't carry yourself for like where you at you carry yourself for like where you going and that's yeah. and that's powerful what you're doing by having that presence and, and they they treat they treat you accordingly and they mind they like oh this dude on his shit he must got a hundred employees the way he walking but they don't know like you said <laughs> it's just you making all the money and yeah, when you yeah, when you when you working with uh getting contracts and stuff like that, is it like or do they get a big cut of the vended money? Like how do they how do they make their money? That's 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 a big misconception. Like of of the the accounts that I have, I pay commission for one. And that's my very big location. Right. Um for mostly everything else I don't. You know, most majority of all places that have vending machines in them, um, they just want the services. You know, so I always recommend people when they're trying to close a deal, um, if they don't ask about commission, don't offer it. Because they just, they typically just want the services, you know, and they want the convenience of it being there. Um, so don't offer it. Um, you know, if you have a big location, uh, typically they might ask, um, 
and you might be, you might, you know, you might be in bed with other companies, you know, so that part is where our commission might come in, you know, but uh, I would tell people don't go over 10%. Um, you know, if it's a big, like if it's a big one, then maybe, then I say don't go over 15, you know, but cause you want to, at the end of the day, even though you don't want to go over 15, you know, you want to have, you want to make, you want to have something versus nothing. So you don't want to let 15 or 20% be the reason why you don't get all of this money over here, you know, so, uh, but the rule of thumb for us is, you know, don't go over 10% unless it's a big location and you want to go over 15%. But if they don't ask, don't offer. Don't ask, don't offer. That's game right there. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I was told by, by the guy who I was talking about earlier, he was telling me how he used to get his contracts by pretty much just networking, going to these places, talking mm-hmm. to them, and pretty much getting in that, that way. Do you think that's the, the best way to do it? Uh, I think it's um, – I don't know – Networking there is great. I think that's one of the best things. Like, that's one of the ways I've built my business is to network. You know, I've, I've got I've gotten locations through like it's four it's four ways I always tell people because cold calling going in, um, you know, then you have your website, um, then you have a venue located which you, you pay someone you know a locating company to call around the places calls for you, um, and then buying reps you know which is you search for someone selling their vending route, whether they have three or four locations to sell with machines already placed in locations making money. So those are the four ways. Um, I think you should utilize all four of them if you, you know, intend to really grow, intend to be a, you know, a legit business. Um, but networking has been the one that has helped me grow the most, you know. Like even though my website has got me my bigger locations, networking has allowed me to grow the most by being able to be around different people. Um, even other vending machine business, you know what I'm saying? Like they might have smaller accounts that they're selling off because like I said, they might have employees and stuff like that where if they're making four or $500 off a machine, it's not as profitable to them because they have to pay people versus they might sell it to someone like myself where four $500 is fine because it's just me. I don't have to pay anyone. I have to, do anything other than just take care of it myself. Um, so mm. definitely networking is important, um, but you want to utilize all four of those things. Mm. Man, this is, this is super important because as we know, we're at a time right now where people want to know and learn how they could create other sources of income. And like I used to mention earlier, growing up, when you would be somewhere, whether it's summer camp, school or something, you seeing them coming to swap out, get the money from the vending machine. You yeah. thought it was some grand company. Like you wasn't thinking like, oh, this that could just be dude shit. You, I wouldn't even know. So like knowing this now, it, it just opens your mind to so many things. Like, damn, I never really thought. I thought it was like, not like a monopoly with like the vending machines for real. But yeah. something, something I wanted to ask you was, how do you determine like what, like what snacks or or what you'll put in your vending machines? Like does different locations or like got a different like inventory or just do you come up with it? Kind of. I mean, it's you know, like it's in the course I talk about something that you want to specifically have, regardless of location. You know, those are standard stuff. You know, the Pepsi, the ginger ale, um, maybe something diet. Um, you know, some iced tea, things like that. Um, Snickers, peanut M and M's, Doritos, you know, original Lay's, Reese's. Like, you want to have some of those standard things, and then also you're gonna learn just by location. You know, you're gonna learn trial and error. Um, like this, even with my very big location, um, I just put some stuff in there that 
just started selling out in the same day. I'm like, wow, you know, I, I put in Hershey's um, cookies and cream. I put in some Sour Patch things. I put in a few things um, in my room. I'm like, wow, you know, I put in something like Funyuns where at other locations, they don't do anything. But at this one, it's, I, I have to buy those like every two days, you know, so you're going you're gonna to learn as you keep going. You're going to try stuff. I mean, I stumbled into something, you know, at an apartment um, that I have my machine in. Um, one of my drink slots was, was, was empty. And I just so happened to have another thing. What is this? Some Tahitian tree. And yeah, I had that, you know, from another location. I just had that on hand. I'm like, let me just put this in here today. And I'm going to come back on, you know, the following day and just swap it out. I just didn't want it to look empty as I'm stopping. Um, I come back there. It was empty again because they drunk all the Tahitian tree. I'm like, wow. Okay. So now I know that what was originally there sells out. And now I know that this sells out. So something that might have not moved as fast will be replaced with the TV some truth. Mm-hmm. And now I'm making more money, you know. So it's gonna be trial and error. Mm. That's 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 cold right there, bro. And as far as uh, <coughs> purchasing the actual machine, I know this might be a, I know this is gonna be a question people are gonna be wondering is how expensive somebody wanna get started, how expensive could these machines be to get? Or just from the, the cheap side to a little the little costly side. Um, for me, first, I've never, I've only purchased one machine that was brand new, and that was because I bought it off of, I bought it as part of a, a route. So something happened. Um, this is where networking came into play. I networked with someone who fixes machines. Um, they so they're plugged in. They knew somebody was selling this stuff because an unfortunate situation happened. I have the money to buy it. I jumped on it right away. Um, so I, that was the only brand new machine I got. But that's because. It came as a deal because someone's selling the route. But I always buy all my machines refurbished. Um, they pretty much work the same. As long as they're, you know, as long as they are updated enough to have car readers, it's fine. You might. The most I've paid for on um, a uh, refurbished machine was eighteen hundred, and that was a combo machine where it was half snack, half soda. Um, so that you know, it's all in one, so that kind of worked for me. Um, but you know, you pretty much can pay. On the cheap side, six hundred dollars for a machine. You know, I, I kind of recommend being up at the nine hundred range, um, because typically once you get up to the nine hundred range, they probably have are able to be car reader accessible. You know, so uh, I always tell people you prepare to pay between you know nine hundred to eighteen hundred dollars for refurbished machines. Um, okay. Okay. And do you suggest that? So if somebody's looking to start getting into, get into this business, do you suggest that they get a route first, then buy a machine or buy a machine or, and start looking for routes? Routes, you can get a, I mean, routes, when I say routes, they already come with machines. Yeah, so when you're buying a route, you're buying, it's like buying a, a house and they already have tenants in there. So you're walking into there with them already paying. So you already start making money. Okay. Versus where you buy a house and then you got to find tenants. You know what I'm saying? So that's what buying a route is. You're buying, you're buying someone selling their locations. They might, have, they might have six machines placed in three different places. And they're already making money. So they cost a little more to purchase because they're making money. So let's say someone, is, someone makes $18,000 a year off this vending location. They probably might sell it to you for fifteen dollars to 18000 but as soon as you pay for it, you start making your money right away. Um, so, but as far as, you know, what you mean as far as buying a machine before getting a location, I always tell people never buy a machine 
unless you already agreed and secured somewhere to place it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to buy, because the whole purpose is you want to make money. So if you buy a machine with nowhere to place it, I mean, you got to put it in storage, and now you got to pay for storage. So you're losing money. Versus shop around, look around, find that location. Once you agree, then you go find that machine. You know, we always, when I, when I do that, I tell the business, hey, I'll be able to have the machine in two to three weeks at most. That gives me time to get my machines. Like time to get them and have them placed. See that's hard. That's, that's that, that that makes a lot of sense, man. And uh, as far as far as maintenance, like is is maintenance uh is that a high tab or is this that's 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 low? Low, low. Um, <laughs> let me see. Let me try to think about the most I've paid for maintenance. The most I've paid for maintenance has been seventy five dollars, and I think that's just service call. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because typically a lot of the maintenance that goes wrong are small. It, it's always something small. It's always something that whether the, the say it's not accepting bills, it might be because there's not enough coins in there to provide change when you put a bill in. So if, if there's not enough change in the, in the coin mechanism, then you're going to have to put in the exact cash because if, anything that's going to need to be changed is not going to dispense. So therefore the machine is saying, Hey, we, we can't take the dollars because we don't have the money to give you back. If you need to change the term, that's something small. So it's, Oh, I need to come in and put coins in. Um, let's say it's not accepting coins. They mean that the coin boxes probably need to be aligned more. You might've knocked it off the route, you know, off the machine a little bit and mess it up. Like it's always minor stuff. And, you might pay for a service call in the beginning because just to show you those things, um, show you those things. And once they show me that I learn it, I might record it while they're showing it. So I, I'm able to go back and reference it. Um, the maintenance be typically small. You know, if there's something you really just don't understand, I always say, make that call. Right. Um, but other than that, I have not the the one maintenance that was like a, a big maintenance. Um, it could have been pricey, but that networking allowed it to be where it might have been five hundred dollars. It only was one hundred and twenty-five dollars for me, because that's where the networking comes into play. When you you know you do business with people, like specifically where you buy machines from, you keep working with them, working with them, being you know professional. They they'll be able to do some things less than what you know the norm. Um, so that's important. But as far as real maintenance, I haven't had like no real maintenance in the two years I've been doing this. Okay. It's, and as far as actually uh, getting the product, is it like getting under contract with like uh, somebody you buy wholesale from? It's not. Ninety percent of my product comes from Sam's Club or BJ's. Oh shit! Okay. Sam's Club or BJ's. The only thing that I have to get are some sodas from a, a wholesale distributor okay. because they don't sell the sodas um, where I live. They don't sell them in Sam's Club or BJ's, so I got to get it from there. So I probably get four or five cases of drinks you know, sodas from this one place. But other than that, everything else comes from Sam's Club or BJ. So I encourage people to have a Sam's Club card, a BJ's card, a Costco card, because you never know when you're in the area and you might need some stuff. And Sam's Club is 40 minutes away, but BJ's is right there. So I, I have a card to all of them. Wow. So, man, this, so this, this sounds like it don't sound like too complex. 
But as you know, with like when, typically when you start something new, there are always like, like unforeseen circumstances that happen that you're like, damn, I couldn't account for this. So in this business, are there any things, because like I said, it sounds fairly like simple. Are there any things that like can catch you off guard or that may have caught you off guard when you started like, damn, I never took account into account for this to possibly happen? Yeah, I mean, a little, man, a little maintenance stuff. I had a machine that was, you know, leaking um, where I needed to move that out. You know, something like that occurred. Um, I just had um, my first prop, you know, my first machine vandalized. Um, you know, that, that happened. Um, so they just pretty much like what, broke into it? Yeah, they tried, they tried to break into it. Um, they, they couldn't get into it, but they, they, they damaged the machine. Um, so right now where I'm seeing if I'm going to put a claim in or if the property is going to um, replace the machine. Okay. okay. And so, when, when, st when stuff like that happens, like, do you take that into account? Like, okay, I'm not going to put a, I don't want to put a vending machine in this location because there's going to be some bullshit I'm going to have to deal with. Do you take it into account, stuff like that? Um, only, no, only if the location just don't seem like it's going to be profitable enough for me. Okay. Um, that, you know, that, that vandal isn't happening. Um, you know, they, they have cameras, so they're able to catch the guy, stuff like that. Like, you can't prepare for those things. Right. Um, you know, you just kind of roll the dice on it. But I have my machines insured. Um, I mean, something like, something like I have, like, so I have machines in the, in the college student housing building. Um, you know, and, I, and, you know, you think about, like, especially my drink machines, thinking about, like, if anything ever gets stuck and you might have a college person who's, you know, drunk and belligerent and, you know, might break your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Think about that, but it's like, I just I got the stuff in short, <laughs> so that's that's the best thing that I can do is is do something like that. Do something like that, yeah, that's that, that's dope. And uh, I want to talk about your uh your your course for a second, so because I know people gonna hear this episode and they're gonna be like, damn, I wanna I want I want I want to learn how to do this. So when somebody uh buys and see your course, do you mind just going over like what they'll be learning as far as the vending machine business? Uh, so you know they'll be learning you know how to start up, you know, startup costs, things like that, where to buy a product from, like I said, things you should have. Uh, I'm going to show you how to stock, how to stock your machines is very important mm. um, to prevent things from, you know, maybe getting stuck or to prevent you um, skipping over things like how to stock is important, uh, you know, pricing machine, like how to program, things like that. Um, the stuff you're going to need if you're going to move a machine yourself, because I, we try to minimize the amount of money we have to spend. So we try to do everything ourselves. Um, so I'll show you everything that you'll need to move vending machines. I'll show you everything you'll need when you know, owning a business. I'll show you where to get this stuff from. Um, I'll, show you, I'll show you, like I said, the phone service. I'll show you my website, what needs to be on there. I'll show you where to go, how to brand your stuff. I'll show you everything that I've done in the vending machine business, I'll show you. I'll show you, like I said, I provide the contracts. I provide business proposal for you to use. I provide a location assessment. I provide a cold calling script. Um, I, pro I provide, you know, with consultation, you know, automatically built into the course. So if you want to talk to me for 45 minutes and just go in depth and stuff like that, I provide that in the course. Um, anything that you might have a question about, I provide. I provide, you know, how to find locations, what to do when you secure a location. Um, I mean, everything, everything that you go from, we're buying routes, um, 
you know, you know, vending locators, you know, like stuff like that. I just, I just try to go over everything um, that I experience in the business. I, you know, tell people things, you know, to make sure to look out for. Um, so I, I just try to go over everything in the course. The course is for one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, like I tell people, um, yeah, you man. might spend one hundred and fifty dollars to purchase the course, but the amount of money you may make after that by just being able to save yourself some money. Because when I started, I invested more money that I didn't need to. And now that I am successful in, I'm like, okay, I didn't need that. So I'm telling you what you can do so that way you don't have to spend the money that I spent, you know? Right. Um, so I, I, I go over kind of pretty much everything in that course that I can think of. Subcontracts, that's something that people don't know. Like I have a contract, I have a subcontract with a bigger vending company that has a bigger location and they can't service the location because they're located somewhere else, but they contact me in this area to service that location. And I have to give them a small percentage for that, for being able to put me in a location I might've not got into without you know, their name. Uh, so that's something, um, you know, things like that. I just try to go over everything. I love it, man. And I, like I, I always say, I'm definitely pro course. When people come out with courses, especially with people like you, that got the experience and they doing it. I'm always telling people, like, get it, man. So you can avoid those mistakes, the mistakes that you already made, somebody else already made. You can avoid that shit. So just yeah. spend money, invest in yourself. Spend that 100, 200. If it's 500, spend that money. Learn what you need to know and apply it. It's, it's the most simple thing to me. So, yeah. And uh, I only got, only got two more questions for you. One of them, you mentioned stuff getting stuck in the vending machine. So <laughs> I'm like, Austin, when you said, I'm like, this, this, I'm like, let me ask him this. So do you think that's a, uh, so that's, that's something that, that you can control. Cause I always, when I see that, I always just thought it was like some, you know what I'm saying? It's just out of the person control that it just got stuck. It was just an error. Yeah. You can try to, you can minimize, you can okay. minimize stuff. You know, you can minimize stuff. You can have for, um, for the vending machines, like for snack machines, you know, you may want to use two spirals, you know, a two spiral thing, you know, um, you might, those where they open up, they open up and drop it out. So it, it makes it less likely to get stuck. Um, how you, how you stock it, you know, you know, making it straight up, making it, you know, stick through, like it's things like that, you know, like I have a glass soda machine and stuff gets stuck in, stuck in it, you know, um, and that's because when you look at it, you know, from it falling forward, it's not a lot of space. So it has to be, you know, just right. Um, but just as far as cleaning that stuff out is important. You know, if you clean the tracks, it allows it to come out smoother versus slower. If it comes out slower, then it's probably going to get stuck. But if it's all in one motion, then it won't. So it's things like that, you know, where you want to, um, you know, focus on. Like, I'm, I'm always going to update my course. I'm going to update my course with some stuff. Like, some things have happened. That I'm like, okay, you know what? That didn't happen before. So now I want to put this in the course. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be updating the course regularly. And I'm gonna send out, you know, a tweet or whatever message saying like, you know, I made some updates to the course. Um, like I said, cleaning the machine, showing them how to do some stuff. Like I wanna keep updating so you're always learning. You're always gonna be learning. You know, as new things come up, because I'm still I'm only two years into this, you know. Um, and I'm only one year into it being, you know, grown big. Um, so I'm still learning as we go, you know, but I'm trying to walk you through my journey and let you know that how real it is that somebody that's just a regular guy who once had a regular job just did these things and now I'm, I'm where I'm at, you know, so that's kind of how I try to connect with everyone, just saying like, man, I can do it, you can do it, and this is just how I did it, 
You know, I don't tell anybody, if you do this, you're going to be successful. We're just These are all the things that I did. Um, I don't feel like I had some crazy advantage. I don't feel like I had, you know, this or that. I, I Just regular guy, man. And so you do this full-time now? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, full-time, but it's like, <laughs> it takes me about, what, four, I mean, four to six hours a week to do, so. No, that's what I'm saying, like, you don't, you don't work a job anymore. You left. No, no, I don't work a job. Like, um, the one thing I do for other money is a contract, you know, doing something else. Right. Um, but I, like I said, I work for myself. I work for myself. Even when those contracts, it's me. I'm an independent contractor, so. Um, you said four to six hours total a week. Yeah, yeah, and, and if you, if you, and if you spend time, like, right, if you need, you know, you might, the most time it takes is, honestly, just if you, depending on where your location is, you might have to drive 30 minutes there. Right. So that's, that's included in the four to six hours. To, to go there and stock your machine, it takes about 15 minutes to stock your machine. Um, so, yeah, it's only really about four to six hours. Wow. See, this, 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 is, this, is, this is valuable, bro. And, like, the, the, the last question I got is pretty much, as we know, we in times right now, a lot of people, they work in jobs they hate. They don't really know how to make extra income. And like I always tell people, like, I'm in a real estate and stuff like that, but everybody don't have to be into that. It's, it's hella different options. That's why I brought you on the show, just to show people it's different options where you can make money. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? So like, this is an option you could take. And like you said, you said the most that you probably would spend is like 900 to 1,000 on a vending machine. So it's like anybody could stack up some money and just start yeah. and get a little extra income. But I want to ask you, like, why is this and uh, doing things like this? Why is it important for just the average day person to build that extra income? Like, why is those things important? Oh man, I mean, just like I mean, I just ask the question, people. Like, if you were to eliminate a few bills a month, like, what would that do for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would that do for you if you didn't have to pay a card no more because this machine pays for that? every month, you know, what if you didn't have to pay your car note and your cable bill? Like how much would that do for you? How much flexibility would that provide you? If you have kids, you know, what if that provides them another pair of sneakers that you might've not been able to afford? What if that provides uh, a vacation, a trip here, things like that, you know, okay, you know what, let's go to this amusement park or this water park, things like that. Like just having that extra thing like right there could do a lot just for your everyday struggle, your, happiness you know you might feel down like damn I, I wish I could do this you know so I wish now you got a few extra hundred dollars that you, you go to check on this once every two weeks or once a week and you know you're able to do it you know what I'm saying you're able to have some extra money like um like that that's like that's why it's important to me you know like I, I just seen a, a vending route you know and the vending route um well one location might make about you know an extra four fifty five hundred dollars it might make that a month and I just sit here thinking, like, man, if I add an extra four, five hundred dollars a month, what could I do to that? You know what I'm saying? That could, that's the extra five hundred. If I'm saving to, like I said, I started off wanting to do real estate. <laughs> that was my goal. Okay, my goal was just to stack some money from my machine, my couple machines, and get in real estate. But it just kept growing. And the more I kept doing it, the more I learned, the more, you know, yo, I really love doing it. You know what I'm saying? I, have, I didn't have to spend as much money to get this money. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm like, yeah, you know, let me. Let me go ahead, you know. So now my next step, you know, my next move in a few months is to finally get into real estate. But having that allowed me to build up to that. So if I'm just stacking an extra four, five hundred dollars a month, or maybe six to a thousand dollars a month, now I can I have more flexibility, man. That's pretty much the truth. I have more flexibility 
to do some things, you know. Um, I might not, like, I might not even work this job that I've been working because I don't need to do that anymore. Now, let's say there's a job interview somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm making more money. But now I'm scared to go there and not get the job because this current job. But if I'm making some little money over here, like, all right, man, I, I, I can do that. I can take this PTO day or I can take half a shift or I can, you know, things like that. Um, it just, it just a little more flexibility, man. It was very helpful. And then, and I always say that that having that financial uh, stability, it gives you that. It gives you those options, like I always say. Like how you just prime example. Like if you ain't had no money and you already got a job, you might not want to take that PTO day because you might be scared. Like man, if I get yeah. fired, I'm already lo- I'm already low on money. If I get fired, it's a wrap for me. But if you cool, you know your situation. You know you could. If you got fired, you could pay bills for the next year, maybe, or six months. Let me tell you this, man. You're going to move a little different. Let me tell you this, man. I, I tore my ACL, my quad, my patella tendon, all of that in last May. I tore all of that. You do a all of that. Basketball, man. Ball, yeah. ball, ball was life. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now, man. I, I, I let it go, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? But up until that point, like, I had got laid, I had a job, like I said, I had a job when I came here, you know, um, and I worked that job a little bit. It was easy. Like, it was real easy, wasn't stingy, wasn't nothing like that. But I was making about $40,000 a year, you know, uh, and truthfully, you know, where I'm from, you know, where I come from in New York, you know, that would have been a good salary, you know what I'm saying? That's a good salary, you know, so at that point in time, that was the most money I've ever made, $40,000, you know, I was 28 years old at that time, um, and then... I got laid off. I got laid off. Um, and then two weeks later, I tore my ACL. And I just, but I, my vending business had just started to pick up. I was making some money. Me having that money allowed me to pay my bills when I couldn't walk. I couldn't, at the surgery, I couldn't walk for three weeks. Um, having that money really allowed me to not stress about getting my, you know, what I was going to do next, you know. Um, and then I used that time when I was sitting on the couch to start saying, you know, maybe this happened because, you know, I was stagnant. Maybe I wasn't going hard enough in my vending business. Maybe I wasn't doing this enough. Um, I used, you know, some of that money, like I said, I used to, to pay my bills that I was just stacking up um, and to invest in some other things. Um, and then, like, it's like right away, man, like everything just started to pick up. It started to pick up. It started to pick up. Um and I say that because if I didn't have that money from that, my machines, even though I wasn't making a lot, it was solid. It wasn't what my friends were making, but it was solid. It was enough to me to pay my bills. If I didn't have that, man, I, you know, I, I don't know what would happen. You know what I'm saying? I would have been having to ask for help from here or here. Like I said, two weeks prior, I just got laid off. And that was the moment where I was like, man, I'm never going to work for anyone again. I'm never going to have somebody have that you know, opportunity to just take this stuff away from me, man. Like, I'm, I can't do it. Mm. So I just, I just, I invested more into my business. And, and it's like a few months, like a couple months later, like I just started to get so many calls from my vending business. I started to promote myself more. I started to get out more. Cause now I had the time and the flexibility to do those things. Um, and it just took off from there, man. It just, it just took off. Like this happened, like it blew up like that, but it blew up in a year like i've really only been this successful for a year um for a year you know what i'm saying so that's why i be trying to tell people like man they can happen for you like i pray hope that 
whatever information I give, somebody's able to take it and do better than what I can. I want to be able to come to ask them for advice, for, you know, for, for help, you know, like that's what I want to do, you know, pay, pay it forward and, and just give people opportunities, man, because I know where I was at when I, <laughs> I couldn't walk, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, every day I just say, man, I, I just, I'm just so thankful that I had that money to be able to pay for my bill, you know? Man. Um, I, my son was born the week after I had surgery for my knee. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all of this stuff happened at one time. I lost my job. I tore my knee. I had it all at the same time, you know? Um, but that flexibility helped. Like, it helped. That's deep, bro. Because like they say, like, like it's this book I'm reading right now called Outwin the Devil. And they say, they talk about how temporary defeat is always pretty much before that that win like it's pretty much like necessary for you to go through to feel like you hit that bottom sometimes because it, it makes it forces you to think like how you were saying with your job when you get a, a decent salary and when you get comfortable you stop thinking so then when you hit that you stop thinking of being creative thinking how you could do this how i could do that but then once you hit a ground now it forces you to be like just start seeing shit like okay what can i do i can do this i can do that, I can do that. all right let me try this so in that situation you probably felt like damn like you said, you had a kid, lost your job, tore, you know what I'm saying, tore your ACL. So you probably was like, yo, what the fuck? But it yeah, forced you to sit down. I was like crying. I was crying to my mom about it, man. Like, bro, was, I, bro, I feel this. You know what I'm saying? In that moment. And then she was like, man, this is, you know, I, it's just a silver lining somewhere. She, and I just started to think, like, she like, maybe you needed to sit down and, and recalibrate. I'm like, man, you're probably right. So I just started to think about that. I just started to think. Positive. Every from that moment forward, everything was just about the positive. Like anything negative happened, I'm like, all right, let me find the silver lining. Like, and 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 uh, and that's really helped me maintain being successful. You know, when anything, because things happen, things always right. happen. Things happen with the business. Something happened, but I don't let that deter me anymore because I seen how having a positive mindset and focus got me out of that. You know, I started to shift my mind, shift my focus, and shift my mindset, and like. All right, man. Like, how can I? You know, like, even when it comes to financial stuff, like, I know no, I no longer say, "Damn, if I if I could just make this." Now it's like, all right, how can I make this? What are the steps that I can do to make this? What are the ways I can do to make this? You know, I set a goal for myself financially, and now I'm gonna work towards it versus just hoping I can get it one day. Um, and it, and that I see that that has helped me. Mm, that mindset shift is, is everything we always talk about that it, it might sound like cliches to people or like you know what i'm saying but it, it's real <laughs> it's, it's real man that's man that, that's so cold man that's so cold just to hear just just to hear that backstory because i would have never thought that but that's usually when you talk to people it's usually like an awakening process that happens <laughs> if they just rerouted everything they was doing and then yeah. boom <laughs> it's always it's always a moment man it's always yeah. a moment when you feel like i don't ever want to be there Again, uh, you take it and then you, you let that propel you, you know, um, and that's where I was at, man. I don't never want nobody to be able to just take away my job, um, take away my finances, you know, and, and I, I'll never have that again. <laughs> man, and, and, and I'm going to just uh, real quick, that's pretty much like what happened to me. I was in the military at the time and I was deploying. And then and when you deploy, for anybody that's ever been in the military, when you deploy, they make you write wheels because it's a possibility you could get killed over there. So we making the wheels and shit. This was about, this was in 2016. So I'm making my wheel. I'm writing down, I'm like, I'm looking around and shit. I'm like, everybody else writing. Cause I'm like the youngest person in there at the time. I'm like, damn, yo, I ain't got shit. Like I, the shit I wrote down, I had shoes. I remember I had shoes. I had a watch. 
uh, and I had I had an Xbox, just like a bunch of joints. I'm like, yo, if I die, I ain't got nothing, bro. I'm like, nah. That was, after that, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. So yeah, that 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 awakening, like you said, it, it's a. It, I feel like it's a mandatory thing for you to realize, and so you can step your shit up. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. And uh, yeah, just just in wrapping up, I want to say, bro, uh, I definitely. Appreciate you taking the time to come on and rap, and rap with me, man. This was this oh, it's was not. It's, it's, a, it's my pleasure, man. I feel like I, I can do a hundred of these, man. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. I, I feel like I gotta pay it forward, man. Like I, I genuinely feel like the more that we have, like us, the more we can work together to you know build our community to be better. You know, so I'm always gonna be um, answering questions. I'm always gonna be talking and be transparent because um, I, I, I believe. I got to pay it for it. I can't, my success will not, I won't be successful if I'm not paying it for it. Exactly. You're keeping it, you just keeping it to yourself. And I, you know what I'm saying? We on the same page, bro. Same, same exact page. But before you go, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where people can follow you, where they will, can get the course and all that stuff? Yeah, you can uh, you follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm Brother Graham on Twitter. Um, on Instagram, it's I am Brother underscore Graham. Um, and then my bios, you can find the links. Um, in there, you know, I have my vending documents that's for sale. That's you can have my um calendar, you know, my consultation. Um, I offer that the vending course will be in there. Um, my YouTube channel is also in there that touches that talks about the vending machine stuff. Um, so you know, you can find that stuff right in my links in my bio right there. Um, my DMs are always open. Um, I've gotten a lot better as far as responding. Uh, sometimes I just have hundreds and of hundreds a day, um, and it'd be tough to respond. And then when I go to respond, it's a new day, which means it's a new hundred. Um, so I've been trying to do better. Uh, so that's why I kind of post my link and stuff every day, so that way you can, you know, you can get in contact with me, especially through consultation, um, because I found that people um, have been able to use those calls and really start a business. Like the thing that makes me the happiest is. is the people that say, hey, I, I took your course, I love it, and I just got this location here. I just started here because of what you, um, you know, I said. Um, and, you know, that means the most to me. Yeah, yeah. Taking action, bro. Like, ain't nothing better than, like, you know, you got some information and you give it to somebody else and they take action and then it helped their situation. It's like, damn, that feel better than when you do it yourself. It's like, yo, yo, I, I, yo, I promise you, I just tweeted that a few days ago, man. Like, somebody being successful or more successful off of it, it's gonna make me more happy than myself, you know. Right. Um, you know, like that, right. like that means a lot. You know, all the all the support and stuff I've been getting it means a lot, man. Like four months ago, I had ninety followers on Twitter. Ninety. Ninety. I went viral. I don't know how. Um, I I normally never, you know, tweeted and stuff like that. Um, I sent out a tweet because I was happy about my location, my my vending machine. I just tweeted it, expecting it to be. Um, I, I expected to get zero attention, like like I normally did. Um, and then for some for some reason, man, like it just one day it just went viral, and I'm like I said, I don't have sixteen thousand followers on Twitter. Um, and I said three months, three months ago, three four months ago, it was only ninety. Um, so I appreciate everyone who you know who's not only following me but has continued to follow me, has continued to um show support, has continued to be able to say they I've been inspirational. Um, I think like I want to take this time to tell those people. Um, I appreciate it a lot. You know, every day I get someone saying, you know, they look up to me. I was probably about 17, 18 year old kids who on their way to college or they're finishing high school and they don't know where to go, but they're like, yo, you inspire me so much. 
Um, I always take the time out to respond to those guys. All the people that say, you know, I inspire them, um, I motivate them, you know, the husband and wives who say, hey, we've been following you, we want to do this for our kids. Like, you guys um, are the reason I just keep on trying to feed information, the reason I keep on trying to learn, the reason I keep trying to grow my business so that now I can start hiring people, you know, mm-hmm. putting money in people. Like, you guys are doing that for me. You guys are motivating me to continue to want to do um, better and to grow more, you know. So I appreciate you guys. Man, that's real, bro. <laughs> salute. Like I said, salute to you again, man. And I really, like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, bro. And we going we gonna to be chopping it up again soon, man. I hope so, man. I look yeah. forward to it, bro. Yep. I'll be following you, man. I'll be following yep. you. Everything you're doing, man. I, you know, I congratulate you on your success, man. You know, you're you're motivating to me, man. Like, um, you know, I aspire to be in the real estate business. Um, so you know, I appreciate everything you're doing, also for the community, bro. Appreciate it. like, bro. Likewise, for real. I really mean that. Likewise, man. I I, I be seeing what you're doing as well, man. I see the the reaction you get. I see the help. Most importantly, the people that you helping. And I'm like, man, salute to the utmost, for real, bro. We need more like it, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's all I got for you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man. I enjoy the rest of your day, man. Definitely. Likewise, bro. You too. All right. All right. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with Marcus Graham. Like you said, you guys have his information where you can contact him, get in touch with him. And uh and wrapping up, for those who don't know, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Xavier C. Miller. And you can follow uh Deanna at uh, Deanna Kent on Instagram and Deanna S. Kent on Twitter. And that's all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. Talk to y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Whole lot of shit on the way. On the way.